Hi, everybody. This is Mikey D. Welcome to my stoop. There once was a small American town, and although it sat in the forgotten corner of a giant city, it was much like any other small community around America. Everyone knew everyone else's name and everyone's business. Instead of a stream or a brook, we had the fire hydrant. We didn't have farmer's markets, but we did have a well-stocked bodega. And rather than sitting on the front porch to watch the little world flow by, we sat on our stoops. And it seems like an ancient time, like it was some lost city. It was like I had watched it all from the stoops of Atlantis. All right, ladies and gentlemen, gather around. The tour starts in a minute. A few ground rules here. The, this is a tour of both time and space. So we will be entering the year 1978, July. So there's no need for masks or social distancing. Uh, but, but watch for dog poop. You know, the scooper law was not in effect yet. That came next month in August. So we're standing outside my house, 118 between First and Pleasant. Look up at the top of the roof. Notice the three diamond inlays? That's unique, as far as I know. The only building in New York City with those. Never saw them in any other building in any other neighborhood. Pretty cool. All right, we're going to head east. We're going to take one of the most trodden journeys me and my buddies made on those lazy summer days. A trip to Pleasant Market to get sodas and snacks, or maybe even some illegal fireworks. This stoop, this is the stoop. The central stone steps that the Stoops of Atlantis is all about. It's chipped and worn, and, and it could use a paint job. And, and actually, down a couple years from this point, it's going to get a paint job. But that's the stoop where we watched all the lunacy, and we slid down on cardboard sleds, and we swam spaldines. And on days where the weather was bad, well, if you go back to the Funny Bunny Show episode, you'll know that in the hallway behind those red doors is where we would be have our studio, our rehearsal space, where we would practice the show. And that hallway has a beautifully carved wooden uh, banister, and often we would slide down and we'd go run up to the top floor. We'd slide all the way down uh, to the bottom. And uh, we'd also make a lot of noise in there. My mother would come and scream at us for, for making so much noise. But then we spent a lot of time in that hallway on days when uh, it was hot or rainy or snowy. So walking east, we come to the next building, a white building. It starts a row of buildings with slightly different architecture. They're a little bit taller. This is where my oldest friend, Joe, the master of the mischievous capers, lives. He's always taken pride in the large wooden front door at the top of his stoop because, well, they were <laughs> well endowed with boobs, wooden boobs. Well, not really boobs, but they were like wooden protrusions, but he called them the best knockers on 118. Joe's was the auxiliary stoop where we would hang out when we wanted to be away from my sister and her friends. And on the top floor of Joe's building lived a kid named Nemo. He's one of my oldest, earliest friends. Uh, he moved out in the mid-70s. But when I was probably 8 or 9 or 10, uh, he was a very good friend of mine. And we did something ingenious one day. We were playing with darts. So we took turns, uh, the geniuses we were, holding the box with the target painted on it, while the other would stand a few feet away and throw the darts at the target we were holding. And lo and behold, one day, yep, the dart went right into my thigh. I was wearing shorts. The, po the whole point of that dart went right into my thigh. I was jumping up and down. And I remember my sister Donna was sitting on the stoop and she pulled it out of my leg. And uh, it didn't even bleed, it just went right into a muscle. And I had to go and that day and get my first ever tetanus shot for being a genius. The next building is where the blue-haired lady lived. She was kind of a grumpy woman. 
and she would chase us away if we ever played in front of our building. Now, there's this mysterious question, why did we ever play in front of our building? I mean, we had, I mean, we had my stoop, we had Joe's, we had Scott's across the street. You see, this is the reason why, if a car was parked in front of the stoop, well, it was no fun diving over around the car when you're playing stoop ball, so you needed that clearance. So there were times when, well, the only available building to play in front of was the blue-haired lady. And I remember one day, I'm up at bat, we were playing with a ball. But we weren't playing with a wiffle ball, we were playing with a dense rubber one. Scott was pitching. I was at bat, first pitch high, I took it. And I heard glass shattering. I looked back to see the rubber ball had busted the pane of the blue-haired lady's bottom uh, ground floor window. When I turned back, my entire team of friends were running off towards Pleasant. Like in a cartoon, my feet spun around in place before I exploded from the scene. We did get caught, and uh, looking back, I think we may have had to chip in and pay for the window. The next building is where I spent my early years, the third floor railroad apartment. If we could go back to episode 8, it tells the story of Mr. M, who was a co-resident in this building. The landlord was a man named Frank, a beaten down, rail thin man with big ears. His wife is kind of a nasty thing, and the two of them spawned a couple of daughters that were right out of a Goomba version of Cinderella. My grandmother lived on the first floor of this building, and her sitting by the window and tossing me quarters on it every once in a while is a great memory of this building, aside from the fact that I lived there for the first five years of my life. Next, as we head down towards Pleasant, is a building where the infamous Bloodmaster lived. The sound of drumming, rock drumming, wasn't unusual coming from behind the always closed blinds of the first floor. Rose was the Bloodmaster's mother, she was a really nice lady, and they had a little dog named Muggsy. Tony and Margie also lived in the same building. They were a nice couple, they were friends with my parents. They had a couple of daughters, Colette and Amy. And uh, I remember they were uh, had a big animal lovers. And it was a couple of times they went away and I took care of their dogs and fish and birds and cats. And uh, we also remember, if you go back to the magic episode, you'll remember that Tony and Margie were in the crowd. And Tony was a bit of a heckler, even though he got the, uh, the trick wrong. And this building on the third floor was actually where my sister had her first apartment. My sister Laura moved into this apartment when she moved out for the first time and would call my father to kill water bugs whenever one appeared in the apartment. That's always a joyous call to get at 2 in the morning, having to get up, put these slippers on, grab a bat, and go kill a gigantic one-foot-long water bug. For those of you who have never experienced a New York City cockroach, count your blessings. The top floor is still a mystery. I'm trying to remember who lived on the top floor of that building throughout the years, and I'm drawing a blank. Anyone who who knows, shoot me a message on uh, the Facebook Stoops of Atlantis page, because I, I remember everything, but I'm not remembering that. Hmm. When you head to Pleasant Market, you eventually had to cross 118. This usually occurred before we reached the corner. So you know what? We'll cross here. That way I can show you the building where one of my best buddies lived, Scott. Scott also had one of those big wooden doors with the hooters. And he also had something cool. A storage closet under the stoop had its own door. It was like a secret clubhouse. And there was a crack in one of the stoops. So if we were playing spy, which was our form of a hide-and-go-seek cops and robbers hybrid, it was a great place to hide because you had the advantage of having a secret way to peer out and see where the enemies were. A fixture on Scott's stoop was his grandfather, we all called him Mr. Artie. He would sit, smoking a cheap cigar, he would tell us stories, or just chat about whatever. And it was a great place to sit on a lazy summer day. Early in the morning, the sun would be on those stoops on that side of the street, and then as the day heated up and the sun shifted, that side of the street became the shady side. 
So on those really hot baking days, we would sit with Mr. Artie in the shade and just listen to him tell his tales. Next door to Scott's house was another building where another one of my friends, Vito, who, <clears throat> if you go back to the Christmas comic caper, you'll hear about Vito. He lived on the top floor with his mother, Ida, who I once saw kill a cockroach with two fingers right on the wall. Yep, she just saw it, crushed it with her fingers, and just went about her life as if nothing had happened. Uh, and he also had a very funny grandfather, and his grandfather actually lived on 119th Street. And at one time, we ran up to his apartment to video how to get money, borrow money from his grandfather, just ask him for money. We were so excited because we had an opportunity to buy some fireworks or something. And I ran out, and I opened the closet door and ran into the closet and closed the door behind me and was embarrassed. Also in this building was my Aunt Dee, Dee lived in this building, my Uncle Sam, when they moved from Pleasant Avenue into this into the third floor apartment. This building was was kind of nice. It was it was it had marble staircases. It's kind of a cleaner, neater building than many of the older brownstones, although it was built at the same time. It, the architecture was different, and the interior hallway must have been renovated or just very well cared for. That's another thing I always remember, the steep marble steps in that building. Okay, everyone, let's move on east again. We come to the next building. Now, here's another building with a unique architectural feature. I think it's the only one uh, on the block. Uh, if you go up to the first floor, rather than there being... Well, there was no stoop on this building. Uh, and at the spot where a door would be was a giant window, but it had one of those little Romeo Juliet balconies that uh, was unique on the block. And my friend Anthony lived in this building. He had a sister named Debbie, and uh, he was my, my buddy when I was really little, like five, five years old. And uh, I would never forget, he used to steal my Matchbox cars. I wasn't even aware he was stealing them. My mother busted them once. And <laughs> one time we were playing with a, a rocket set I had, like a NASA rocket set, with a spring-loaded rocket that you'd, you'd push a button to launch it, it would launch up. And uh, this was this kid was, I guess, not, the, not a future brain surgeon. He was looking down on the, at the rocket when he pushed the button. And it went into his eyeball. <laughs> And even though it had a rubber tip, it actually damaged his eye, and he actually had to wear glasses from that point on. Poor kid. He was a good kid, but he moved away. They moved away when they were pretty young. And I remember later on, this is 1978, where we are right now, but if you go, we jump ahead a couple of years, probably 1981, 82, there was a, a woman there who used to do practice Santeria. She would mop the sidewalk with beer and uh, burn sage and stuff like that. Uh, pretty nice lady, but sadly uh, her husband killed her, shot her. Uh, i never forget that, uh, the police coming and taking the body out. Uh, I remember everybody looking for the gun <laughs> around the neighborhood, but they, they did arrest the husband for that. Now as we had heath, we, we, we're sort of done with on, on the north side, actually the south side of 118. That's the end of the brownstones on that block. We come to the gated backyard area of a big building that sat on the corner uh, where Jimmy's grocery store was. Uh, then it became a candy store with video games in the early 80s. And then later on, well, now it's a laundromat. But it was a big building with a lot of apartments. I never set foot in the building. It was always kind of an interesting building. And the, there was a backyard to the grocery store. And back when Jimmy had it, he had a German shepherd uh, that still spent a lot of time in that yard and bark at us when we walked by. And uh, Mary, there was this woman, Mary, a black woman, nice old black woman, who spoke fluent Italian. And uh, she would hang out sometimes in the yard, or she would talk to the dog through the gate and uh, hang out inside with Jimmy and then Charlie, who then took over the over that grocery store. The gate out is an infamous moment that happened on the gate during the winter one day. 
I'm wearing my snorkel coat with a hood and for, for whatever reason I was climbing this fence and I jumped and the hood snagged the one of the middle, middle posts and I was hanging there by my hood and I remember just Joel and Scott just cracking up taking their time laughing before they helped me down but that was a that was a, a, a good classic moment if you go back to the episode called Joker's Wild you'll know the story of the uh, when Charlie had his toilet paper stacked up you know, behind the plexiglass window of the store and uh, Joe whacked it with his fist and knocked the entire pile down and we took off and luckily we never got busted for that but that was one of the great pranks we played and continuing now we're on Pleasant Avenue uh, if you look across the avenue you would see where Charlie Ding Ding's store was but we're going to stay on the on the west side of Pleasant heading towards Pleasant Market and you come to a couple of buildings Booby Coy the infamous Booby Coy lived in one of these buildings up on the, I believe, the third floor, and these windows all had these fanciful uh, decorative canopies. Yeah, like little canopies over each window. And again, this was a unique feature. I don't think, I don't remember any other building in the neighborhood having these. And they got pretty ratty over the years. In fact, I think they're still there, but they're not in very good shape. Uh, but Booby's still there. And I've mentioned Booby Coley many times, and um, he'll, he'll, I'm sure I will mention him again. In fact, I just mentioned him. All right, everyone, let's keep walking by. Now we come to another infamous spot on Pleasant Avenue, the place where my heart was broken. Uh, this is where Christina lived. Uh, this was a, an old wooden building. It must have been from the 1800s. Uh, it, it was it, it was the unique, most unique building in the neighborhood. It was short. It was like two stories tall, wood, wooden framed. It, it looked like it came. It was a country. It looked like a country home, and it was probably a remnant from the 1800s. Uh, that was it's. It was a cool building, but it was really needed a lot of work. Uh, yeah, and I remember that, that that one day, one summer, looking up, and she was sitting on the roof, and she smiled at me, and birds sang and if you want all the details of that story go up, go back to the episode stupid cupid for the uh, ugly details this building the building had been torn down since and replaced by a very ugly super modern looking disgrace uh built by people who just have no uh care or concern for building buildings that work into the architecture and the spirit of a neighborhood if you want to take a look at that go to 118 pleasant avenue and take a look at the horror horrible building that they replaced that old building with so we continue on and now we're getting close to another row of tenement buildings taller buildings with multiple apartments and one of the hot dog the hot dog store was well it used to be across the street then it moved to the to west side of pleasant and that was when you got the best hot dogs in the neighborhood a lot of the, a lot of the wise guys hung around there there was a there was a social club right next door uh, where a lot of the wise guys would hang out you know, just knew all the guys. These were guys that my, my, some of them my father knew. My, aunt, my uncle Sam hung out with these guys. They called him Zammy. Uh, that's where Sam comes from because his name was actually Amarico, but we called him Uncle Sam because the wise guys called him Zam. So there you go. That's how things get happen in the, in the neighborhood. And now we're now we're on 117th Street, which was always the worst block in my neighborhood. Pleasant Avenue between like 114 and 120. It was a nice. It was always nice. It was you always felt safe, uh, even in the worst of times. But that block 117 was a little dicey. When you crossed it, you came to our location, our destination, Pleasant Market. And this day, boy, I tell you, I think I put the owner's kids through college. The amount of all the quarters we spent. With all the quarters I, I spent at this place, you could load up a slot machine. And it was a place to get sodas and ice cream and candy and even fireworks. Sometimes you buy a pack of firecrackers for a quarter, a pack of jumping jacks, smoke bombs. All good fun. All good stuff. But we would go and get our barbecued corn chips or uh, Slim Jims. Those were popular with us. And little bottles of Pepsi. Or sometimes you get uh, Manhattan Specials. Which, uh, for those of you who have never tried this, Italian East uh, neighborhood delicacy. It's a coffee-flavored soda. Do yourself a favor. 
get yourself a bottle of Manhattan Special. It's the best. So that's the tour, our first tour. I'm going to do a number of these tours to various locations around the neighborhood. But it just gives you a chance to uh, take a walk with me and look at some of the uh, the sites and some of the stories associated with uh, these sites. And uh, that's that. So continue to listen. Please uh, like this this podcast. Uh, maybe even write a review of it if you can. But if not, just like it. Give it a couple stars, four stars. It's very, very helpful to me and to the podcast. And we will see you next time when we're back on the Stoops of Atlantis. This has been the Stoops of Atlantis with Mikey D. Stay tuned for future episodes as we journey back to that ancient mythical land that actually existed, East Harlem. And please join the Stoops of Atlantis Facebook page, follow me on Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube or iTunes. See you next time.